Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. I am Tracy Maurer. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have any funny answers. I'm not really a funny person. I am a community manager for an enterprise social network for Commvault. I live in Solon, Ohio, which is a suburb but that's between Cleveland and Akron for anybody that might have heard of Akron before. I personally love the Cuyahoga National Park. I love being outdoors. I love that it's a free park. Um, there's miles and miles and miles of trails. There's also the towpath, which is pretty flat and goes along the Erie Canal. So there's all sorts of different outdoor things that you can do there. And I, that's, that's where I had my passion. What would you say is the heaviest, hardest thing to do when you're trying to build a community that actually engages? The hardest thing is the content. People at companies who are creating content want to do a dump and run. Or another phrase that I've used or that I've heard used before is spray and pray. You put the information out there and you pray that it gets seen. They don't want to do the work that goes along with that. They want their audience to, they don't even realize that there's work, but they think that that's really on the part of the audience, especially if it's an internal community, which is what I run for employees. So I, as HR, I don't need to make it easy for people to figure out their benefits. I just need to give them the information and they can figure it out for themselves. And I would say that that never really worked, but it very much doesn't work today when people have access to all sorts of consumer applications and everything where the experience really is centered around that user and we as corporations have not caught up with doing that internally. And I feel like that's a huge part of my role. Honestly, it has nothing to do with community, but it does because you can't have community without content that people want to engage with. So I find myself teaching people how to write, how to add elements that make it interesting, how to make sure that they tag it so that it makes the search work better because search doesn't run in a vacuum. Search needs help. And with internal content in particular, it needs help because with Google content, you've got all sorts of other people who are linking to your content, who are saying that it's valuable content. Internally, you don't get that the same way. And so you as a content writer have an extra onus on you to, to think about your audience and to take their perspective and their needs into consideration. When you're thinking of the audience, and you, that's a better word in this application as you're using it versus community, I get that because it's, it's not quite a community of practice. It's just a, it's an audience segment that needs to get whatever that content is. And you brought in the concept of user experience or user interface, and that is a key ingredient to building products for consumption. Producing content, I get it. You got to have the, the five W's or, you know, whatever the framework is of the content you're trying to provide. And if it's HR specific, I'm sure it's very specific. 
but how do you bridge that user experience to make it either more engaging, easier to consume, easier to find, other than the technology, as you said, tagging, connecting those things? Some of it is, some of it really does go back to the writing because a lot of times people will write in jargon and not realize it. And okay, so you're an HR professional and you've got certain words that you use, but but those aren't those aren't words that that your employees get. You need to remember that when they're searching for things, they're going to search for X when you are talking about Y. And so they're not going to find it. So it's important to, to not dumb it down, but to put it in the language that your audience uses. Don't you find that most expertise has that hurdle? Yes. It's not just HR. It's not just the situation. No, it's not right? just HR. It's, it, it's me yeah. too. When I'm trying to teach people how to use my platform. I'm going to use words that that are the words of the tool and people aren't going to know those words. Those words don't don't have a context for them. So it's it's really important to try and and think that way or you know if you can't that's a really good time to use an intern. Mm, good point. Cuz the intern they're not going to know all your lingo yet. They're going to know the words that that the people you're trying to reach are going to use. Good point. The organization is kind of a push-pull situation in which the content, as you say, is being generated for a consumer or an audience, but a pre-read, maybe having somebody be that intern to come at it with a not professionalized or uh, not professionalized, but, you know, different eyes yeah. to say, you know, maybe re say this here or say it differently. I always recommend to people that they do that. I, you know, most people don't take the time to do it, but that is something that I that I will often suggest and not not even just for content. So, you know, one of your other questions was sort of about how you improve that experience. So sometimes it's you, you definitely want to have the good content, but that's not always going to happen. So you you try and do other things. You if you see a piece of content and you notice that it doesn't have good tags on it, add some, I, you know, I do a lot of tagging myself. And then sometimes I will share that content back with the person and let them know what I did to make it better. I might add some formatting in to make it look a little bit nicer. I might throw a picture in there, but then there's also the adding some navigation elements. So, you know, you might take a landing page and spotlight a particular piece of content or on the homepage of our community, we might add a spotlight for something so that if it's a big program for the whole company and we want to make sure people see it, we'll put it there. So even if the content itself isn't that interesting, people are going to see it. Um, you kind of have to, it, it's not really much different than externally. You know, I, I try to remind people that when you, as a as a person in the world, have a message that you want to get out to your family. Dad, I have to call on the phone. My mom, I can send an email to. My brother, I have to text. And it's the same thing when you're at work. Not everybody is going to read an email. That might work really well for this segment of your population, but the other segment, you're going to need to post it in the community. And this other segment might need a reminder to go look in the community. They don't want to read it in email, but they want to see, they want a reminder to go take a look at it. Somebody else is going to need to see it on that homepage or, or have some sort of navigation element that leads to it. And different situations are going to call for different things. 
And then the very last thing is you can't make everything important because if everything is important, nothing is important. I hear you. So everything you just described is what I would say are the key elements to marketing. Yep. There are so many days that it's funny because I did not go to school for marketing. I do actually report into the marketing department, but I don't think of myself as a marketer. And yet, like you said, all of the things that I just touched on are marketing principles. And you know the funny thing? My marketing team tends to be the ones that are the hardest to convince to use this. These are the tools they use every day in their regular job, but they don't consider employees an audience. You don't market to your peers. You just you just give them the information that they need, right? Yeah. And those things that you use externally, you're using them for a reason. Yeah, they you know, I, I was thinking as you said that, it's almost like, yeah, you're gonna give your colleague a peanut butter sandwich. Or do you want to have like a three course meal with, you know, fine dining kind of experience? And really the palatable, they make it more palatable, the more user friendly it becomes. But that is an experience that you kind of have to get people to go through. But how do you, how do you bring that to the community or the organization? How do you bring that concept? Because it sounds like you have to educate one, the source people, the people that are producing and also your consumer to a degree. Consumers are hard to, to give that experience to. Like I, a lot of times the, I mentioned early on search is, is an issue and search. I still get really frustrated with that as a concept. When people say, I can't find anything. Why doesn't it work more like Google? Well, you know what? I don't actually find Google to be all that fantastic personally. There's many other search engines, right? I mean, it's- if most people were honest, like really looked at it, they wouldn't say that Google was that great, but Google can be good for some things, but th- there's a difference when you're searching on Google, I'm searching for shoes. It could be any one of 500 things that I get back. That is fine. If I'm looking for something internally, There is one document, maybe two. And so you can't use a super generic term when you're doing your search. It's never going to work. And the other thing is today when I'm looking for shoes internally, I want this one document and tomorrow it's a different document. You as a person looking for something need to give the search engine some context. You wouldn't go to, I wouldn't come to you, Ed, and say, I want this thing on shoes. And you'd say, you would come back to me with, which shoes are you looking for? And I would give you more information. So give that more information to the search engine. Right. You got to have those delineators to help get to those specific results you do want, not the widest net you can throw. And so, you know, the onus really is on both sides of that. But the content creators really have more of the responsibility for it because ultimately if their content isn't reflecting the information that people think they're looking for that nobody's going to find it and and sometimes that thing that they're looking for really isn't maybe the the goal or or the main concept so that's when those tags are really important you know i think i'm looking for um, Cedar Point, but really the the 
park that's going to give me what I want is Kings Island. And so, you know, you, you do have to sort of lead that horse to your water. So are you actually building a, a, a tight taxonomy? That doesn't really work. Nobody really follows, at least in my experience, nobody really is mm, going to follow the okay. taxonomy. Folksonomy is also rough mm. because not everybody uses the same words and it doesn't all sort out in the end. So we try to give people guidance. Got it. You know, when I'm teaching people how to post a piece of content, I'll remind them to think like their audience and not just like their audience, think like yourself. Because today, when you're writing this, your head is right here. But in a month, when you come look for it, because you know you need to update it, you might not be thinking those same words. And what other words might you use? Like analytics is a really good example. Are you going to use the word analytics, metrics, reports, charts? What word is going to be in your head? And if that word is likely to change, put all those damn yeah, words in right. there. And the word that was coming into my mind was dashboard. Is something that calculates yep. or shows something, right? Wow. You, you bring in a whole new, you know, the language. And as you were saying about the taxonomy, folksonomy, those change over time. They do. You know, what's, you know, meanings change over well, time. Well, and if, so if your company makes something, the names of those things you make changes over time. And so, yeah, you could have a really great taxonomy today and, and they change the product name and now you need to go change that. And then they change the department structure and the name of the department and, and keeping up with it is hard. The never ending job, right? Yes. You know, well, we built this taxonomy and now we have to change it every other month because everything in the organization can change. Yeah. So to wrap things up, can you tell me what knowledge management is to you? Hmm. <laughs> To me, knowledge management is helping people understand how to communicate and what their responsibility in that role is. So you can't just put it out there. You have to think about it. You have to remember to update it. You have to retire it when it's not valid anymore. You have to respond to people's questions about it and not just respond to the questions, but then think about updating your document to reflect that those learnings that you've gotten back from people. Because sometimes the valuable feedback that you get from people is that, oh, I didn't do a, such a great job of explaining that. I thought I did, and that's okay. And, and I would say that's another part of it too, is letting people know that it's okay for, and it's actually really good for your content to change over time, because then you're reflecting what really needs to happen and you're growing and you're showing that you're not stagnant. Yeah. Stagnant's a good word. I, I was thinking static, you know, once content is published and becomes static and it's not changed or evolved or kept relevant, then what's its use over time? Well, thank you very much for joining today. It was an absolute pleasure. I've had a great time. I really appreciate you inviting me. Thank you. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, 
a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.